Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. We're going to be talking about the best movie priest today. That's right. We're taking a look at the best portrayals of priests on camera since Father Rich decided to do the Catholic Talk Show. And we're going to react to them and see which ones we think are the best. <laughs> now, as a Catholic priest, I think I have a unique view and perspective. So I may be for or against some of these candidates. Let's find out. you guys. Good topic. I, I guess we're going to be looking at some clips here, sharing some clips. That's with right. We're going to look at movie priests. Yeah. You know? So if you're listening in, this is definitely one that you're going to want to watch on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, make sure that you're clicking that bell, hitting the subscribe button, giving us a thumbs up. It certainly helps the show grow. And a big shout out to our patrons who support us to have fun episodes like this. This is, I look forward to these. That's right. Now, there's been a lot of priests in movies, right? And I think just about anybody you could think of has at one point or another played a priest in a movie, whether it's Nicolas Cage or uh, <laughs> De Niro or whomever, right? Everyone seems like they take a turn playing a priest, right? But Father Rich, you're a priest. You know what it's really like out there, right? And you can kind of sift through them. Nah, that's just movie stuff. Priests don't really act like that. Or, hey, this is actually you know, what priests really do. I mean, you could probably serve as a technical director on a movie as, you know, about priests. I, I told I told Mark Wahlberg I was disappointed I didn't get the call. Right. Turned to a lifelong friend. I understand, <laughs> but man, what a, what a cool a cool expression of a priest, very relatable priest. Yeah. So a big shout out to Mark Wahlberg and Father Stu, which is the most recent yep. uh, movie that, that had a right. priest in it. Yeah, and yeah. I think we would get blocked. Um, we wouldn't be able to show that clip because it's so recent. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to show that one, but shout out there. Um, but, you know, as a priest with a face for podcasts, let's get into these uh, <laughs> So where are we videos. starting here? Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah. Philip oh, Doubt. You know, Doubt. I never watched the movie, oh, Doubt. Dude, this is such a good movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman was a great mm. actor. I yeah. don't think I've ever seen him in anything, whether it's a comedy or dramedy, where he wasn't really good. Mm, yeah. And this movie, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. It is dramatic. It deals with really serious subject mm. matter, but he's so good in it. And the whole point of the movie is, really, did this guy um, abuse children or not? And they never come right out and say it. They never show anything to it. It's all about this one nun's suspicion, mm -hmm. right? And it deals with a lot of, well, true accusations that have happened, but it also deals with a lot of false accusations. And this movie leaves you with the... Doubt. Kind of, with the doubt. <laughs> I mean, it's right That's it. the name. But I think it shows how well that... Or how serious it could be, you know, back then. They're like, eh, I don't know if that really happened or if it yeah. did happen. You know, it shows how there's ambiguity in this. So mm. let's take a look at this clip. Oh, I remember. Not come in. A third party would be required. Yeah, what was Donald's mother doing here? We were having a chat. About what? A third party would truly be required. <laughs> no, sister. No third party. Me and you are due for a talk. You have to stop this campaign against me. You can stop it at any time. How? Confess and resign. You are attempting to destroy my reputation. Who keeps opening my window? What are you doing in this school? I'm trying to do good. Even more to the point. What are you doing in the priesthood? You are single-handedly holding this school and this parish back. From what? Progressive education and a welcoming church. You can't distract me, Father. This is not about my behavior. No, it's about yours. No, this is yours. about your unfounded suspicions. That's right. I Just have Just leave suspicions. that. It's not important. I will decide. Meryl Streep is really good at this, too. She's really good. Why do you suspect me? Stomach what have I done? As a man, I'm really glad she became a nun. You gave that boy wine, and you let him take the blame. That's completely untrue. Did you talk to Mr. McGinn? All McGinn knows is that the boy drank wine. He doesn't know how he came to drink it. Did his mother have something to add to that? No. So that's it? I am not satisfied. Ask the boy then. Why he'd protect you. Why would he do that? Because you have seduced him. You're insane. 
You've got it in your head that I corrupted this child after giving him wine, and nothing I say will change that. You know, this movie's crazy. That's right. At, at one but this has nothing like, to do with the wine. Not really. Occurring. You've had a fundamental point, mistrust like, of me before this incident. It was so you that warned ambiguous. Sister James to be oh, on the lookout, wasn't it? That's true. So you admit it! Certainly. Why? I know people. That's not good enough. That's got to be the worst suffering, though, dude. Like, that's just yeah. horrible. A lot of priests go through that. Yeah, but, and, I I, yeah, but I mean, as, as a quality of and convincing of an actor and, and a priest, he, he knocks it out of the park. Is this going to be a movie that I run off to go watch immediately? No. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, I Just even the dynamics of that exchange yeah, just was, turns my stomach. Yeah. That's how effective it's, it's they are. It's very real, dude. It's very yeah. real. It's very effective. But it's just like, you know, I'm constantly... It's it, This is a perfect example. I asked my cousins. They're on the Irish side. They're all cops. The Opaganos. No, they're the Mars. Okay. So I'm like... I'm like, guys, have you ever watched Blue Bloods? It reminds me of our family. Like, I'm the priest. You guys are like the cops. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we're... And, and <laughs> Richie said, he's like, do you think I want to go home after working in this and watch a movie or watch a show about what I have to live every single day? Yeah. Like, I don't want to watch that. Oh. I, have to, I have to live that, you know, of being a public person and being judged in a constant manner. Yeah. And and having suspicions about mm -hmm. me as a priest, as a public person, all priests suffer that to certain varying degrees. That's right. But that, I mean, the way that that manifested, dude, that would be misery if you had to if you had to be with like a sister. That's like in turn, like that dynamic. God bless America. That's horrible. Yeah, but it also, I mean, on on the devil's advocate side, it also shows how they can, you know, priests back then. We're able to manipulate the situation and get away with it. Yeah. And that's that's what makes that movie so really powerful is that it's like you don't know. And then you're struck with this um doubt. How would you yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. You always hit that at the perfect moment. <laughs> it's comedic timing, this kid here. <laughs> but it's like, how do you, you know, how do you discern these things? And I think, you know, the processes that we have in place now of investigations, third party investigations, and getting to the facts is a really good thing for the church. Mm -hmm. But it can show you how those things could have either been false accusations or things yeah. could have gotten, you know, not reported that actually happened. You're, it, you're always going to have yeah. uh, somebody trying to cover their tracks in a position of authority. You're also going to ha also have people who are not in a position of authority questioning uh, and having suspicions. And, and wielding and, it as a weapon. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're always going to have that. So that Absolutely. dynamic will always be there. It's just something What a great live. movie to start out with, Shil. What's the lot, second Shil? one? Yeah, well, maybe we could talk about Jesus now. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a great movie. I love Saint Damien and Molokai. Right? Oh yeah, and this movie, I, you know, it's not a very popular movie, but I love it. And the dude who plays the Father Damien is the same guy who played Faramir in uh, Lord of the Rings. His name's hmm. uh, David Wenman. Hmm. Great actor. This is a really, really good movie. It's a great movie. It's awesome. I recommend everyone watch it. But this is a. Uh, Understand. Yes, I have sores on my, my face and my neck and, and some on my hands and my feet, but I can assure you I have none on my body. Dr. Trousseau still believes that leprosy is the fourth stage of syphilis. So there are accusations again. Yeah. There have been rumors, Damien. Your house, apparently, is open to everyone, men and women. I have kept my vow of chastity. I have never been with a woman. Or a man, if that matters to you. Your bishop has given me permission to examine you. You know, aren't saints always persecuted like always, that? And the indignity? Please stand and always. lift your cassock. If he'd had the second stage of syphilis, he would have to have at least one scar. 
It's important to check. Sure. We cannot rely on patients' words. What an indignity. I mean, this is a saint who's dying because they he's taking care of lepers. Father. And they're accusing him, you know? It's important to showcase the suffering of the priesthood. See, these, are the, these two examples uh, share that very well and convincingly. Like <clears throat> this Different actor. dynamics. Yeah, different yeah. dynamics, but the actor's doing a great job in portraying the integrity of the priesthood and and the um, wow. human emotions, <laughs> you know? That's what I love about uh, St. Damien, the very relatable. He dealt with his, he dealt with his uh, anger and impatience, for sure. He had, to, he had to battle that every day. And you had to be a no-nonsense kind of guy to go and live at a leper, volunteer and live and die at a leper colony. Yep. And isn't it always the case that, like, people are getting, you know, if they're doing good, no, nobody loves more than a fall of somebody from a height. Mm -hmm. You know, and you got this guy out there who's doing great things that no one else wanted to do, and now that he's doing it and getting some acclaim for it, everyone wants to bring him down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the power of God, kind of uh, in in this saint's life, and and the the respect that he was given by giving them Christ, you know, in the sacraments and mm -hmm. teaching them, like you know, people don't see that if they don't have this the spiritual sense, they don't see that uh, fruit. What they see is somebody getting popular. Yeah, you know, and right. so they. They, you know, on a very human level, the jealousy is is easily aroused when when you when you look at somebody and see that they're popular. But if you if you see through the eyes of God, then usually you see the fruit, and mm -hmm. you you want to attach yourself to and support that, right? And and thank God we have patrons that support good work in the church. Um, you know, so jealousy is a factor here, but also the sense of people viewing somebody doing good and having guilt associated with the fact that they're not doing it. Mm -hmm. And out of that guilt, oh, yeah. they they want to tear down, you know? And yeah. I, I even, I've had it with... Because they, they stand accused of not doing Of the not same. doing it, you know? And it's like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll present something that could be done. Like a perfect example of this is Vacation Bible School. Put out there, hey, everybody wants Vacation Bible School. Well, we need somebody to step up into leadership and do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? But nobody stepped up. Or, you know, I have a poor family. Like, who's who's willing to vet the poor family? You know, it's like, I ask some people, people don't respond. Well, like, that can leave a sense of guilt in some people. Mm -hmm. And how they react to it, they may, they may tear me down as a result mm -hmm. of that because they're not responding to the request for them to get active mm -hmm. in their in their role. Um, so it's, it's both ends. So I think jealousy plays a part in it, but it's also a product of, of guilt. Yeah. Um, how accurate do you think that is? As number one, when I think of St. Damien, there's only like three pictures of yeah. him from his life. So when I think of him as a flesh and blood person, this movie comes to mind, but you know, how accurate is that kind of number one, the obedience to have to lift up your cassock and show your junk because you're being accused. Then also doing that, but then also still feeling the real human emotion, you know, throwing the chair and stuff. I tell you, it's authentic. I mean, I, I, when watching that, I was just putting myself in his situation and like, how do I, how do I react? Mm -hmm. You know? And, um, there's a lot of grace I, in moments like that too. I think I, I where agree. God, or amen to God that kind of takes thank over. Thank God for grace because yeah. I don't, watching it, you know, it's like, <clears throat> I just know my own my own struggles with you know being angry in the face of something that's unjust, mm -hmm. and um, but you know there is grace, and I've I've per personally experienced it where God put me in a situation where, in any other day or any other circumstance, <laughs> I would have reacted a different way, and uh, and God provided grace, you know, like I was accosted by a comedian in the middle of Piazza Novona, in my cassock and in my collar during one of their pride. Uh, you know, LGBTQI P's up to the plus, yeah. like they had this huge thing and I was accosted in the middle of Piazza Navona. Um, and guy, you know, grabbed me, mm. uh, and, 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 you know, making fun of celibacy and I lost my mind, buddy. <laughs> well, he, he, I grabbed, he, his, he, gra I, he grabbed he, you in the nether and, regions. And, and he was wearing the, he dug into his chest of props and put on the devil's mask. Did I ever tell you this story? Mm -mm. Put on the devil's mask and accosted me and I just cocked back and I just slammed my hand in his face like hard. 
and I grabbed the mask and I ripped it off of his face and I threw it into the middle of Piazza <laughs> Navona and there was just tons of people everywhere. And I, it was I almost looked like at you him. were part of the uh, the act. Well, <laughs> I looked at him and I looked at him. I'm like, dude, if you don't get out of my face right now, <laughs> you know. And he just bolted like he ran yeah. away. And I looked at the people and I, I bowed, you know, I was like, <laughs> and everybody was applauding or whatever. But I was so furious. I ran back to the place we were staying. I took off my cassock and I just put on just street clothes. And I was going to go back and go find this guy. <laughs> I was so angry. You know? It was like, close, lock but, the doors, go put on but the But thank Adidas. God, like I had a brother from Canada who, uh, you know, big shout out to this, this, this guy who, uh, you know, stopped me in my tracks. And he's just like, you know calmed down like he just really yeah. intervened and and calmed me down um but yeah i mean th things things happen and that was a grace that a brother stood up and and got in my way before i could have done something stupid you know yeah you know a lot of movies about priests they they're i think a th common theme is that either priests are spiritual counsel or they're persecuted those are kind of like we you know when we did an interview with mark Wahlberg, he's like that's your end that's your lead right that's the basis of the story so a lot of times you don't see kind of the reality of the life of a priest. Now, we've talked about how funny it would be to show like a comedy of <laughs> what is actually like being a priest, right? Um, and there was a movie. It was kind of a dramedy, right? It was half drama, half comedy. Um, it's called Calvary. It was with Brendan Gleeson. Dude's a great actor. And I think this one really kind of struck the balance of, you know, being a pastor, being persecuted, but also showing what it's really like being a priest. Now... In this scene, the priest went out and um, he tried to administer to some dudes in a bar, ended up getting in a bar fight. <laughs> and he's been really not getting along with this other priest who lives oh in the rectory with gosh. him. Because this, you know, this priest is a real kind of lion. And this other priest is kind of just like a, well, we need to make sure that we have enough money to <laughs> cover the, you know, like, you know. And this this scene is kind of that's how the lead into this. So this is uh Brendan Gleason from Calvary. It's a great, great movie. <laughs> I've got to watch this. What happened to you? Brendan Lynch. Brendan Lynch? Sure, he's a Buddhist. He's, he's a, Buddhist. a fucking Buddhist. <laughs> you think Buddhists don't beat people up? <laughs> you think Buddhists don't fuck their kids like everyone else? Well, you're obviously very upset. Tibetans spit on blind people in the street. They're killing albinos in Africa! You're so fucking naive! Please don't curse at me, Father. And I think it would be best if we continued this conversation in the morning when you're sober. Why are you a fucking priest at all? You should be a fucking accountant in a fucking insurance firm! <laughs> Obviously, we beat those things out. Mm -hmm. Saturday. <laughs> you leaving? I think it's for the best. Because of last night? Because of a lot of things. Not just last night, or what's happened here. I've been having doubts, if you must know. Listen, I'm sorry about what I said last night. You said what you said with such venom. I didn't realize you hated me that much. I don't hate you at all. Then why? It's just you have no integrity. That's the worst thing I could say about anybody. I'm <laughs> 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 sorry for what I said. That's just. I hope you find what you're looking for. Good luck. Blunt honesty. Huh? Yeah. Great movie, really. That's good another movie. one I haven't seen. That's this one. I think that's maybe the best movie about the reality of what it's like actually being a priest. From what you know, told me. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> how accurate of a portrayal of a priest is that? You ever get your ass kicked in a bar fight and then get in a fight with your roommate? <laughs> oh gosh. Well, that was a close one. That uh, you know, I was just yeah, he got in the street clothes. Though. Yeah, this guy yeah. didn't get in the street clothes. He got in the street clothes the next morning. Yeah. yeah. I, I do like I do like the uh, the moments of of reconciliation because you know 
that's that's a that's a big part of it because there's been so many times like even in the seminary or whatever like I lost my cool on the basketball court or you know um, things happen interacting with somebody and it's like you know what I lost I lost my cool and I'm just you know I apologize and that's the beauty of of our Catholic faith is that we we look to repent and be honest with what what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the fact that he, <laughs> he said he was sorry and then he just like, you know, it's because you have, you have no, no integrity. integrity. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just so true. Like, you know, it's nice to administer truth in the process. You know, I mean, but very you, realistic. You know, there's priests who have to live together in the rectory and look, here's the reality. They don't always get along. Sometimes nah. they really don't like each other. That's true. That's right. That's very you know? true. That's right. Um, true story. <laughs> true story. It is. I mean, that's, so that on the reality scale, that's a, that's yeah. a 10. Absolutely. I think, I think it's, you know, I didn't watch the whole movie, sure. but that's pretty close. I mean, it's good. Yeah. And that movie shows how he has to deal with some funny things, gets, you know, treated well, but then also has to deal with some really dark stuff and mm-hmm. good movie. Let's let, we should watch that later on. It's a really good movie. Romero was one of my one of my favorite movies growing up and is a lasting and standing example of priesthood for me personally mm-hmm. as someone who is willing to stand up and be be killed for what is right. Let's watch a clip from that. So Romero, it started Raul Julia. He was a good mm-hmm. actor. I liked that dude mm-hmm. a lot. He was a uh, Gomez Adams, right? Mm-hmm. He was from the Adams family, a bunch of other things. Shout out Father Edwin. Cardona from the art from the diocese of Orlando, uh, you know he's got a lot, a lot of love. Yeah, and this movie's about Saint Oscar Romero. Yep. He was killed a lot of love uh, for Oscar in Romero. El Salvador mm-hmm. in the in the you know wars and the purges mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And his family's from there, so this is a, this is a big uh, big deal. So in this clip, you're you're seeing how kind of the military junta basically and the government. They're persecuting religion because they're saying religion's kind of doing this. They're on the side of the poor and the poor kind of communist and this and that. It's a whole geopolitical uh, mess going on. Mm-hmm. But they take over the church. They're openly persecuting the churches now. And this scene uh, shows that. It's a really powerful scene. <laughs> that the and this is based on a true story. This so is just like it does. That's so hard. Uh, just looking in the face of his people, I mean, that's so hard. It's, it's people like Oscar Romero and people who are willing to stand up and and place themselves in situations like that that really emphasize because the devil, evil, can't control itself in pride. It shows the manifestation of, of just pure intent as, as, as being so ill. And uh, thank God for, for courageous witnesses of the faith because they show us where where it all boils down to and who the person of Jesus Christ is and who, where his church is and how it's always going to be established through heroic people like that who are willing to lay down their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does look like him too, Delacrosse, like you're mm-hmm. saying. I mean, he looks, he looks like just that. like him, yeah. I think uh, also too, I think you're, um, we're all faced with, um, I don't know, moments of uh, where, you know, we can resign from something, you know, and uh, and the spirit kind of moves us towards, you know what, go through this Fortitude. with God. Right, Amen. like go through this with God, trust in Him. the The outcome might not be what you want, but 
it's what is right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you know? yeah, I saw that when he he's leaving, he's kind of checking out, and then he sees the people, and and but then, then to go back and collect the blessed sacrament. That yeah. shows that Eucharistic love too, yeah. which I think that was a nice touch and more or less a secular movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just, it's not a secular movie, but is, you know, it's not produced by the Vatican. But to show that mm-hmm. Eucharistic love in in Saint Oscar Romero, I think, is a good thing for people. It's a really good movie, and you really can understand what those people went through and how difficult of a situation. Mm-hmm. Couldn't recommend that movie. And canonized, enough. you know. Yeah. Seeing Oscar Romero, pray for us. Yeah. All right, so now I want to show some clips of, I think, we've talked about him before. This is one of our favorite movie priests. Now, I want to see how accurate this is. I want to see if this stuff kind of happens. But this guy, this is a legendary portrayal <laughs> of a priest, right? Absolutely. This is Father Carmine from Rocky yes. Two. Yo, Father! <laughs> Throw me down the hey, blessing. Yo, Father Carmine! Yo, Father Carmine! Hey, 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 Hey, Father well, it's about to fight, you know. Now I got the family and the baby and all that stuff, and I was wondering, you know, if you could throw down a blessing so that if I get beat up tonight, you know, <laughs> it won't be too bad, you know? Could you do something like that? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Father. Listen, I appreciate it. I gotta go. I'm so late. I'll see you in church. Oh, take care. <laughs> 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 One of my favorite clips of all time, and I just love the response of Father Carmine. <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing what out are here? You doing? So late. You know, the church is open tomorrow. Yeah. Dude, oh, no, no, I'm going to the fight. Yeah, I'm a little late over here. Uh, Classic. Can we please reenact that scene? You can be Rocky. You can be Father Carmine. Hey, I can totally do that. Let's let's do like a five dollar reenactment of the movie Rocky. Yeah. Howard could be Mickey. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Oh, now, definitely. Now I love Father Carmine. Right. Now this is Rocky too. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember that he was in Rocky Five also? Father Carmine was. Yeah, oh. I thought he was in the first one. No, this is Rocky no. Two. Rocky Two. Was it? Wasn't Father Carmine in the no. one? No. So Rocky Five was not a great movie. No, it wasn't. It Father was Carmine. It was pretty bad. But I like that they tied this back. So here's Father Carmine, and they got the same actor. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So let's check this out. I no, I didn't I even know this. Father Carmine. <laughs> you know, maybe it's not home. No, priest is always home. Priest <laughs> <laughs> is always home. Go. Oh, well, I didn't want to disturb you that much, Father. Don't disturb me. Oh, excellent. Everything is perfect, you know. Father, this is my new friend, Tommy Gunn. Oh, tanto piacere fare conoscenza, eh? Che posso fare per te, Rocky? Well, I was wondering, you know, Tommy here is a fighter, and I was supposed to be his manager, you know? So I was wondering if you could do me a favor, you know, if you ain't that busy, if you could throw us down a couple blessings, you know, like one that I don't mess up being a manager, and, and B, that Tommy does as good <laughs> as I think he can do, you know, great, and, and don't get hurt none. Could you do that? Ma sicuro, un piacere mio. In nome del Padre, Figlio, Lo Spirito Santo, e così sia. Love you, Thanks, Father. I really appreciate this. Okay, I'll see you in church. Oh, si, sicuramente. Avrete tutti due. Hey, man, what'd you do this for? Hey, don't hurt having an angel in your corner. You know? That was evangelization right, right there. Yeah. yeah. You know, he wanted Tommy Gunn to come, too. Yeah. Bring him to church. Hey, Rock, uh, but priests are always home. Yeah, priests are always, priests home. Are always home, and they're always wearing sweaters. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it's no, cold in the house. Especially in the middle of the night wearing a collar, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'd be wearing my Vince Carter jersey and the basketball <laughs> shorts. I'd be like, all right, get out of here, Delacrosse, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He was probably Spirit. listening to records. Cannoli. You know? Accurate scale? Um, probably not accurate with the clerics in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, but you know, his joy, his witness, his, uh, you know, his kindness, um, and pastoral care. I, I just think it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I yeah. love Father Carmine. Yeah. 
We should get, you know, let's get a picture of Father Carmine. We do here. need to get Father Carmine on the wall. And, Actually, and but it's got to be a picture do. of him in the window. Yeah, let's just make it look like he's falling out the window. <laughs> All right, let's make that happen. Well, not falling out, but like he's reaching out. Let's get a 3D. Give it a blessing. Trolling a blessing. Troll me a blessing, Father. Troll me a blessing. So uh, the next one that we're going that to, too. Man of Steel, Father Leon. I think this is uh, this is Superman movie. Superman. Is it the newer one? It's one of the newer ones, yeah. Okay. Man of Steel. And uh, Man of Steel has a lot of... Um, I don't know. Throughout the movie, they're doing a lot of parallels between Superman and Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. He's always doing like the Jesus Christ pose, and they're kind of trying to play off that, you know, savior theme. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really interesting. Number one, Superman's an alien, right? Mm-hmm. But he's going through this big dilemma. But being, a, you know, he's an alien, but he's also a Kansas farm boy. So what does he do? He finds himself in church looking for advice. So I mean, the guy's indestructible has all the powers in the world, but he still needs to go to church. I think the scene's really, it was really cool that they included this in a big budget superhero movie, you know? I really enjoyed it, check this out. I don't know where to start. Wherever you want. That ship that appeared last night, the one they're looking for. Do you know why they want you? No, but this general's odd. Even if I surrender, there's no guarantee he'll keep his word. Agony in the garden, but mm-hmm. there's a chance I can save Earth by turning myself in. Shouldn't I take it? And he's saying I can save the world by turning myself what in. What does your gut tell you? Zod can't be trusted. The problem is. I'm not sure the people of Earth can be either. Sometimes you have to take a leap of faith first. The trust part comes later. Meh. Yeah. No. Meh. I like the fact that it was in Man of Steel and, and such a bit, like you said, a big blockbuster hit. It's great that there's a depiction of a priest in a positive light. Yeah. Um, but it was like, eh, meh. His delivery, the content wasn't that I great. I think the priest in Gran Torino was better than that. Priest in Gran Torino was Very good. relatable. Yeah. 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 So Father Matt King was just talking about that. He was, like, meeting with, like, a, a, a four-star general, and he was like, you know, he's a newly ordained guy, and he was feeling, like, the same dynamics, you know? So, I mean, do you ever have to minister to um, Superman? Superman? <laughs> I mean, how would you? Well, you know, a, a nearly indestructible demigod shows up and he's like, hey, demigod. you know, what should I do here? Even demigods deserve empathy and, and pastoral care. Yeah. You know, See. A little bit of encouragement. Give them a little motivation. Would you light yourself all creepy like that? Because the lighting was a little bit intense. That was very creepy. Yeah. It was a little creepy. And not in my church. I mean, the, the hall that we currently worship in is like a surgical center. There's so much light in that thing. <laughs> Oh, here's a great one. Here's a great clip. Now, I can really see you in this role. No, 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 no. Hold on. We'll get to that one. Oh, this this one, Father Rich, this one, this is a great return of a priest. (laughs) Mowage. Mowage. I think this is a bishop, though. He is a bishop. (laughs) This vestments. That beautiful cope. Marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage that blessed arrangement. I mean, could you imagine if we were in the congregation listening to this? We would be cracking up. Marriage. Do you, feel, do you ever feel tempted to bust that out during a marriage? I have. You have? <laughs> no. When I was in the seminary, I did preach a homily, and I referenced this because it was like mock homilies. Yeah. And I referenced it, and you know, the people that watched the movie, they thought it was hilarious. The the guys who, like, some guys that never watched the movie were like, what the heck is that? <laughs> Princess Bride. If you haven't seen The Princess Bride at this point, you, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, it's just like a, culture, a cultural staple to, you know. American movies. Yep. Yeah. Gotta watch. Amer- You've gotta watch Princess Bride. I've gotta imagine many priests have went up there 
at a at a wedding and just marriage. Marriage. You gotta you gotta ask permission to slide that into the next marriage that you do. <laughs> Doing uh, a wedding this weekend. It's busted out, dude. Yeah. Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> we gabba to gabba. This all right. So next clip. This is a really really good movie. Uh, it's a man, man for, for all, all seasons. seasons. Yeah, classic. It's by St. Thomas More. And this this clip right here, really cool clip, and it kind of gives you an idea of the character and the integrity of St. Thomas More, but also his intellect. Uh, yeah, talking about it, a priest great with integrity. Movie. Yeah, Phenomenal. really good. Phenomenal. And also his control over himself mm -hmm. and his passions, just really cool. Thomas, you insult his majesty and council in the person of the Lord Archbishop. I insult no one. I will not take the oath. I will not tell you why I will not. Then your reasons must be treasonable. Not must be, maybe. Oh, it's a fair assumption. The law requires more than an assumption. The law requires a fact. Ah, well, of course, I cannot judge your legal standing in the case, but until I know the ground of your objections, I can only guess your spiritual standing, too. If you're willing to guess that, Your Grace, it should be small matter to guess my objection. Then you do have objection to the act. Well, we know that, Cromwell. Uh, no, my lord, you don't. You may suppose I have objections. All you know is that I will not swear to it, for which you cannot lawfully harm me further. But if you were right in supposing me to have objections, and right again in supposing my objections to be treasonable, the law would let you cut my head off. Oh. Yes. <laughs> wow. Oh, yes. well done, Sir Thomas. I've I mean, been trying to make that clear to actually, His yeah. Grace for some time. Oh, confound all this. I'm not a scholar. I don't know whether the marriage was lawful or not, but damn it, Thomas, look at these names. Why can't you do as I didn't come with us for fellowship? And when we die, and you are sent to heaven for doing your conscience, and I am sent to hell for not doing mine, mm. will you come with me wow. for fellowship? Mm. So those of us whose names are there are damned, Sir Thomas? I have no window to look into another man's conscience. I Phenomenal. condemn no one. Then the matter is capable of question. Certainly. A long time for but the duo obedience to your king is not capable of question, so weigh a doubt against a certainty and sign. Some men think the earth is round. Others think it flat. It is a matter capable of question. But if it is flat, will the king's command make it round? And if it is round, will the king's command flatten it? No. I will not sign. Fantastic. Then you have more regard. So good. I mean, <clears throat> you know, these are historical figures. I mean, you've got uh, Cromwell and Cardinal Wolsey, I believe his name was. And you, these are the stories that you've read in, like, saint books. But to see that come to life and then his... His mannerism, his demeanor. control, his yeah. demeanor, and his intellect. So good. I love to this To be movie. able to express yourself with clarity and precision in a pressured situation like that, that has to be an anointing from God. I yeah. mean, he, that's why he's a saint. That yeah. was just, I mean, a great portrayal of a saintly man who was willing to stand up for what was right. Yeah. Really good movie. Mm -hmm. Really great portrayal. Um, I don't know. I, I what a smart movie. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they were not making a movie for people who just want to eat popcorn. I mean, this was a movie that actually made you think and made you stretch your, I mean, even try to keep up with his legal arguments and his logic yeah. right there, you know? Now, there was some, there's been some heavy portrayals. There's been some, uh, you know, accurate historical portrayals of saints. These next ones are heartwarming uh, portrayals of saints. and Golden age. You know, the golden age yeah. of, you know, when I was growing up watching a movie with my grandmother or my grandfather, you know, these were some of those movies. And uh, when it comes to this next one, Keys to the Kingdom, Gregory Peck, um, you know, there was a lot set against him in this movie, but his pastoral zeal and his, yeah. his gentleness um, was just truly heartwarming and how the movie ended. Uh, this is an all-time classic, so we hope that you enjoy Keys to the Kingdom, Gregory Peck as a priest. Let's take a look at this here. All right. ...sent to your lordship. There was a desperate need of it. If you could have seen the poverty and destitution of those people... At any rate, there was a rather serious disagreement between you and your superior. You were then transferred to Tyne Castle, to your home. There, your closest personal association 
was with an atheist. <laughs> Willie Tulloch. He's a doctor now, as his father was when he saved my life. Well, he's my oldest and dearest friend and one of the kindest men I've ever known. Atheists have reason to be kind. Then Father Fitzgerald. <laughs> he found you argumentative and frequently guilty of unorthodox doctrine. Nothing I did seem pleasing to him. Just to Almighty God, eh? Certainly he cannot be too pleased with me. Our Father's house, there's so many mansions. Surely there's room for me. I've tried so hard, believe me. Failed so miserably. Am I so ill-equipped to give what's in my heart to give? It's strange. When I was a little boy, I, I imagined it was not in the least difficult to be a priest. That they were all infallibly perfect. And now you've discovered how frighteningly human we are. <laughs> oh. Oh. To me, you have never been a failure. Mm. And I think you never will be. Oh, thank you, Your Lordship. But don't ask me why. I'm sure I couldn't say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's true. Truly a heartwarming story. And, uh, you know, his pastoral care for Willie there, the, the atheist, uh, it's really interesting to see the progression of their family, uh, their relationship. The character arc of, of Gregory Peck in this is truly a satisfying one, and it's a traditional storytelling model. Uh, so there's just just wrought with virtue and good example and also some human moments as well, but uh, definitely one of my, my favorite. You ever get uh, your bishop ever bring you in and talk to you like, now your closest personal relationships are with those two Ryan guys. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I got a call from the bishop once. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, twice. Once or, or twice. <laughs> or three times. I don't know who's keeping track. Uh, <laughs> bishop is file. They still, there's still a file. Somewhere. Bishop comes to his house and says, hey, Ryan, <laughs> hey, I want to throw up a condemnation up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so these these ones are these are kind of ones like formative for you, kind of like the ones that yeah. maybe formed how you aspired to be a priest. Is that fair to say? Well, I think they were they were cultural examples of you know like the the next two um, movies that we have here um, for me growing up were phenomenal um, examples, just like Gregory Peck was. But Angels with Dirty Faces uh, and, and Pat O'Brien, who played, um, you know, Jimmy Cagney's, you know, best friend growing yeah. up. And, you know, they got into some trouble. Just like such a relatable, relatable So the priest story. was best friends with James Cagney. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so now I've never seen this movie, but I've read about it. And this was like, this was like scandalous at the time, like of its portrayal of... Of crime and, and the, the the dissolute life. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, it is. And and Jimmy Cagney, in every respect, is just such a convincing gangster. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, when you think of a gangster, like even in like in like Bugs Bunny cartoons, when they want to do a gangster, it looks That's like so James true. Cagney. That's true. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like he was the first De Niro. He was the mm -hmm. first, uh, you know, um, Pacino. Like he was the archetype gangster mm -hmm. in the, like the early '30s. So being raised by my grandparents and and having time with with either you know with with my grandfather I was watching Jimmy Cagney mm -hmm. with my grandmother I was watching Gregory Peck. Okay, <laughs> so you got you got both sides. Yeah. I got both sides. Uh, let's let's see a clip from it's a this. Full picture. All uh, right, this is a uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, Angels with Dirty Faces. This is where James Cagney's character is kind of it's coming home to roost for him. This is colorized too. Oh wow! I found a colorized clip, so that's interesting. Technicolor. This is originally in black and white. Oh, yeah. The whole sense of there, but for the grace of God, go I. Not like old movies, because they almost feel like, like plays. They're not hyper-realism, you know? It's more about the story than the production. Now. Sitting there watching. <laughs> this is a very moving scene. So long, kid. Goodbye, Rocky. May God have mercy on you. Oh. This just looks like being almost sick from school. This is the kind of stuff my grandparents <laughs> watch, you know. <laughs> Look at that lighting, though. It's awesome. No. Well, I don't want to die, oh, please. I don't want to die, oh, please. 
I mean, the, 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 the panic that he's feeling at the end of that, you know, like the, um, like he's a tough guy all the way through. And he's like, ah, see you later, all kid. All the way to the very end. And at the very end, he, you know, freaks out. And then the priest, who is his friend, mm -hmm. yeah, has yeah, to see yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. mm. you've had a minister, I know, to, you know, to uh, prisoners. prisoners and to, you know, kids who are in, you know, rough patch in their life. Mm -hmm. I mean... You can see the pain in his face too, because oh. you know. I mean, I'm I'm presuming that it shows that they made divergent paths in their life, and one dies, you know, a criminal, and the other lives a priest. But you can see that he was suffering that compassion, that mm -hmm. suffering with mm -hmm. his friend, even though he didn't make those choices. You know, that's something you get in the priesthood, oh. Hanky boy. <laughs> uh, 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 mommy. No, it's just like, it just touches my heart because it's like. How many people that I grew up with that are in prison right now and uh, people that I care about. So, yeah, I mean, a lot and of them and they're locked up for the rest of their life or, yeah. you know, it's just it's relatable. Um, it's yeah. very, very relatable. And it's like, you know, so many times, like I'll, I'll be messaging with somebody that's in in prison that I grew up with that, you know, um, just maintaining that relationship you know and uh it's true you suffer you suffer with them with them yeah yeah it's beautiful yeah i mean how many guys do you do we know i mean that, that i grew up with that that died you know from drugs alcohol and Being killed you yeah. know and and i was doing the same stuff i was partying with them you know and then you know i you know you change your life a little bit and you end up going on different paths and you just see how it, it plays out it's it's, it's uh it is there before the grace of god go i and um life is fragile yeah. very, <clears throat> very very fragile well let's end on something a little bit happier oh definitely um so this is what this tell me about this movie. this is the one that i this is the priest that i aspire to be yeah the bing crosby of priests <laughs> bing crosby did a <laughs> bunch a of movies great. where he was a priest he's a great priest man father acres from the fssp Literally, if they ever make a movie about Bing Crosby making movies about being a priest, they should have Father Acres play Bing Crosby playing a priest. Because he walks around, he's got like, he's just cruising around, he's got the straw hat on, he's got a cane, he's like, lights a pipe, he's like, yeah, yeah. just playing through. That's great. Like, he, it's like, it was like the real, like, I've met his, this priest a few times, I'm like, this dude is exactly that's, this. It's really, great. it was really cool, but... Um, man, I love these old movies. Oh, like, man. Uh, like the road trip movies with him and Bob uh, Hope, mm -hmm. uh, another Catholic dude from Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, good movies, and you're not, you're not getting preached at. You're not getting corrupted. It's just a good movie. Yeah, it's and, you know, and if you can, If you can get past your cynicism and watch movies like this, you, you'll be happy for it. So this is The Bells of St. Mary with Bing Crosby. I knew a character once, a fellow named uh, Elmer Hathaway. He and I went through school together. Or rather, I went through school. Elmer just stood still. I think he was three years in the eighth grade. <laughs> he was quite a boy. The teacher often wondered how he found his way to the schoolhouse. Sometimes he didn't. Kids used to make fun of him. He was sort of a dreamer. Sometimes he'd even forget what day it was and he'd come to school on Saturday. I asked him who Plato was one day and he said, Plato who? But he was good with his hands. He built a boat, a sailboat. One time he disappeared for oh, two or three days. And when he came back, they, they asked him where he'd been. And he said, oh, just sailing. Well, he got to be about a foot taller than anybody else in the class. And 
They felt sorry for him, so they decided to pass him. Besides, I think they needed the desk at the time. He never knew about it, and from that time on, he developed assurance. You've heard of the uh, Hathaway Shipyards, haven't you? Yes. That's Elmer. And to this day, he takes care of his less fortunate pals. You know, the ones that used to get uh, 99 and 100. If any of them are broke or out of a job, they can always work for Hathaway. He's a good man. By the way, just what is passing, anyhow? 75, you know. Yes, I know that, but who started it? Our school is based on it. Every school is, if we don't have standards. Yeah? But certainly you're not serious. I am. Aren't we here to give the children a helping hand, or are we here to measure their brains with a yardstick? <laughs> Why do they have to have 75 to pass? I love the, I love the, the, the organ music playing. Yeah, and it's very, yeah, this is very 1940s. Why any grades at all? Why don't we close the school and let them run wild? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. 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 I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty classy. It That's is. a good classy old movie, a, you know? He's just a classy Truly. dude. Well, you know, my friends, I hope that you enjoyed this episode, reviewing some of these incredible examples of priests, ones that went through hardship, ones that lived historically, and these heartwarming ones that we shared with you. But there's nothing better than a real priest. So make sure that you're praying for your priests out there, and I invite your prayers for me as we are called into pastoral care and sometimes some very difficult situations. We need, to, we need your support. And we thank our patrons for the support of this show so we could have content just like this. So if you're considering becoming a supporter of the show, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash Patreon, and you'll see all the cool ways to support us. And we've got some cool gear to send your way. So from now until next week, we hope that you have a great week and you watch one of these movies and share with us, share with us your thoughts. God bless.